on evaluating black privilege. Black privilege is the hung elephant swinging in the room, is the memory of a slave ship praying for the Alzheimer's to kick in. Black privilege is me having already memorized my nephew's eulogy, my brother's eulogy, my father's eulogy, my unconceived child's eulogy. Black privilege is me thinking my sister's name safe from that list. Black privilege is me pretending like I know Trayvon Martin on a first name basis. It's me using a dead boy's name to win a poetry slam. It's me carrying a mouthful of other people's skeletons to use at my own convenience. Black privilege is the concrete that holds my breath better than my lungs do. Black privilege is always having to be the strong one. It's having a crowbar for a spine. It's fighting even when you have no more blood to give, even when your bones carried you, even when your mother prayed for you, even after they prepared your body for the funeral. Black privilege is being so unique that not even God will look like you. Black privilege is still being the first person in line to meet him. Black privilege is having to have the same sense of humor as Jesus. Remember how he smiled on the cross? The same way Malcolm X laughed at his bullet and there I go again, asserting my black privilege using a dead man's name without his permission. Black privilege is a myth, is a joke, is a punchline, is the time a teacher asked a little boy what he wanted to be when he grew up and he said alive is the way she laughed when she said there's no college for that and it's tiring, you know, for everything about my skin to be a metaphor. For everything black to be pun intended, to be death intended, black privilege is the applause at the end of this poem. It's me giving you a dead boy's body and you giving me a 10. It's me being okay with that. And I tried writing a love poem the other day, but my fingers wouldn't move. My skin started to blister like it didn't trust me anymore. Like it thought I was trading in this noose for a pearl necklace. Some days I'm afraid to look into the mirror for fear that a bullet George Zimmerman its way into my chest while I was asleep. The breath in my mouth is lucky enough to scare a courtroom. I'll be lucky if I'm alive to make it to the stand. For some people, their trials live longer than they do. Black privilege is knowing that if I die, at least Al Sharpton will come to my funeral. At least Al Sharpton will mason jar my mother's tears remind us that the only thing we are worthy of is our death. We are judged by the number of people it takes to carry our caskets. Black privilege is me thinking that's enough. It's me thinking this poem is enough. Black privilege is this. Is this breath in my mouth right now? It's me standing right here with a crowd full of witnesses to my heartbeat. Your boy God's Inc. And you are now tuned in to episode number 40 of the Words I Never Said podcast, man. How y'all doing? 
yo i've been doing this for almost a year now like the f the first of 2020 february 1st is when i dropped the trailer and the official podcast didn't start like until a year later i mean no, a year a week no next the following month in march so yeah man time is flying man thank y'all for rocking with me for so long um here's to many more years or months or whatever i don't know i don't know where this is going i don't i'm just kind of riding i'm riding I'm, I'm enjoying the ride but i appreciate y'all for rocking with your boy um so i'm gonna get right into this rant i am a taco connoisseur like i love ta tacos and not the not the taco bell stuff you know not that not nah i don't want that nasty trash can food i'm talking about the authentic yeah i said trash can food y'all better stop eating that taco bell that's disgusting y'all don't even know it i, I ran it on that a couple weeks ago so y'all go go back and find the taco bell one but anyways um so i i don't i don't mess with that i i go to the authentic joints and it's like a lot of them here in texas it's, it's one on everywhere it's one in every city and I go to Grand Prairie for mine, and I'ma plug them too, because they just go tacos Azteca in Grand Prairie. Got the best tacos I have ever tasted, and I've been to a lot of different taco spots down here. That's the best one by far. But it just got me thinking. All this taco love that I'm giving, and I think back when I was a child and I used to eat hard shell tacos. For, the, for those of y'all that still eat hard shell tacos to this day, what kind of mental disability do you have? Huh? I want to know, have you been diagnosed? Have you been checked out by your therapist yet? Because if you're eating hard shell tacos, you might as well eat turtle shells. You might as well eat seashells. Do you put seashells in, in your ground beef? and then chew down on them like do, what do you do like what, what are your teeth made out of are they made out of granite like how are you eating hard shell tacos this is is this beautiful creation and it's called soft shell tacos it's called corn taco shells it's called flour taco shells you know what i'm saying that's what you eat your food how can you crunch you you you're not even getting the goodness of the meat I guess the meat is supposed to soak into the taco shell and like literally be dripping off of the taco shell. Like it's supposed to be just like that. But you want to eat a hard shell taco. What do you do? Do you do you chew on rocks for gum? Is that what you do? Do you just grab a handful of pebbles and, and munch down on them? Huh? Is that what you do? Do you eat? through the lobster's shell do you just crunch through the lobster's shell <laughs> you eat the lobster <laughs> i mean the crab legs do you just crunch down on the crab legs and then just, just chew the meat out of it huh? that's what y'all do everybody that eats hard shells taco hard shell tacos they they crunch through the the lobster the the lobster legs and is it lobster the crab legs <laughs> keep calling it lobster i was supposed to lobster do you crunch anybody that eats hard shell tacos they crunch through the crab legs to get to the meat y'all just chew it y'all don't need the the y'all y'all crunch down on 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 the hard shells of pecans you y'all bite through coconut shells that's what y'all do if you eat hard shell tacos that's what you do i'm convinced 
you have you have razor like teeth that that belong to an animal because you're an animal you're you're a car you're a carno you're a shellivore because you just crunch through shells Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to contact y'all, Dennis, and see. And speaking of Dennis, man, y'all need, we need to do better and start going to the dentist. When the last time you been to the dentist? Be, be real with yourself. When the last time you been to the dentist, huh? When the last time? Was you just like seven, eight? Come on, you, you, you gotta go to the dentist, and they gotta see how messed up your teeth is, especially y'all that eat hard shell tacos, cause y'all just, y'all, y'all, y'all crazy. Like y'all probably missing teeth. Y'all probably got chips, chipped teeth, chipped tooth, chipped teeth. Yeah, because of that. Y'all probably looking, walking around looking like old school Nas with the chipped tooth. Opening, opening beer cans with just chipped tooth. <laughs> Soda cans. Y'all stop. Y'all stop eating our shell tacos. Come to the good side, man. Come to the good side with the soft shells, all right? You know what I'm saying? That's where, that's the suburbs. You still want to live in the hood, be grimy and all that. All right, go ahead and eat your hard shell tacos then. You know what I'm saying? Chop them up with your fork and then, then and like a taco salad like we used to do when we was kids. You know what I'm saying? Do that. Do do what you do. But but the, the soft shells is where it's at. It's like, it's like, it's like heaven for your mouth. Y'all tripping. Stop eating them shells. I'm going to come back and then I'm going to do the Instagram the Instagram question and response. Uh, I told you I'm trashing these these interlude these these transitions. So yeah, I just gonna have to yeah, I just gotta stick around till I come back. Cause that's all I gotta say. Peace and blessings, creatives. Mike here, host of the Ethically Immoral Podcast, reminding you that listening to our podcast is in your best interest, and confirming. That yes, we do offer in-depth interviews with up-and-coming spoken word artists, poets, and authors, as well as live and recorded spoken word performances. You can listen to the podcast on all podcast platforms and or visit our website, ethicallyamoralpodcast.com. Yo, what up, man? We back. We back. And um, I'm finna get right into the IG question and response. Thank y'all for connecting with us on the Ink Magazine on Instagram. We appreciate the, the the communications and the conversation that we have with y'all. So we yeah we we we, we want to hear from y'all some hope. So y'all y'all go ahead and connect with us and and comment when you see a post. We might read you off, read read your read your comment for everybody to listen to. So. IG question and response is what role does vulnerability okay I'm gonna start over I'm gonna rewind that far all right what role does vulnerability play in becoming a great poet and we starting off with poetic serenity uh two c's two y's she says everything you are exposing your most inner thoughts allowing others in your mind Indeed, you are. Thank you for responding, Ma. Appreciate y'all. Um, let me see. Poet GF Soldier, what a big homie. He says it's everything. Can't write without it. No doubt that vulnerability is needed. I think it's needed to be a. Um, it, no, I don't want to say a great poet, but it's needed when you're a spoken word artist, when you're performing and entertaining the crowd. You need that vulnerability. Um, thank you for responding. Uh, let me see. Okay. Okay. Emuk, E M M U K seven four. She, 
Yes, she. She says, I see it the other way around. Poetry has helped me connect with my emotions and vulnerability. Yeah. Um, spoken word is is a beast. It's a, it's a double-edged sword. Um, it cuts a lot of different ways. And sometimes you use it to to cut through the crowd and sometimes it, it defines and helps refine you you know and just like she said it helped her connect with her emotions and vulnerability so it, it spoken word like i said it's, it's a, it's a multi-layered sword and it cuts everything thank you for responding um gemini to win underscore okay let me start it up gemini underscore two the number two win underscore site man it's a paragraph <laughs> y'all know i am about reading uh, i already started saying your name so now i gotta read it i should uh, whatever it says all right <clears throat> let me get my reading voice it don't even change from my regular voice though <laughs> whatever the relative connectivity that you have with your audience as well as the demystifying okay as well as demystifying the notion that vulnerability is a weakness your vulnerability is the voice of silenced people. And when those expressions are let out, no one can ignore the way it makes them feel as well as the depths of meaning behind those feelings. Yeah, that was a deep comment. You you sound like um, Brown Goddess, 1979, 1960, 1969, 79. Yeah, I want to say it's 1979. She be trying to be extra deep with her comments and then making a poem out of everything but yeah that was deep thank you for responding gemini let me see d librarian allowing a poet to pour his or her see why can't i read why can't i read okay i'm gonna start over allowing a poet to pour his or her heart out in such a way that revealing pain or bruised ego offers therapeutic relief thank you for responding d why underscore not underscore ink poetry is nothing without vulnerability even when you think you aren't speaking about yourself you are when you recite your vulnerability lies in the auditory version of reading between the lines thank you for responding tony let me see here uh, two more i'm gonna read them unknown dot poetry four uh, i don't even this is this person says oh so we can call ourselves poets then i guess great Man, I don't even know what you mean. What are these? I don't know. That doesn't even make sense. I don't even know why. You got to explain that because I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, okay, to the next one. Jag the Rider says everything. Uh, vulnerability is everything. So, yeah, I thank y'all for responding. Um, we appreciate all of the, of the comments and the connections you make with us on Instagram. Unknown dot poetry for I'm still trying to figure out what you said, bro. I don't even. Oh, so we can call ourselves poets then, I guess. Great. But what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know if you if you're being aggressive or if you just if I'm just misunderstanding what you said. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Or sis or whatever. I don't know because I can't tell by the picture. But anyways. Um, thank you for responding. Thank all y'all for responding. Vulnerability is definitely a tool that helps poets perform and write and really expose the things they got we got going on with ourselves, you know. Um, so yeah, that that's important. But thank y'all for, for connecting and stay tuned. I got one more segment, actually two more, but one more. The meat 
and then you know that's the the meat of it and then the the dessert which is the shout out so that was day two yeah okay so so i gotta i gotta play this song this is that wale ambition but it is this song really like gets me focused it gets me focused um like it really it really has me focusing on what it is ambition and then the chorus what they gonna love you for your ambition and when i hear that it, it gives me the drive to push through and always and always put, pursue my passions right and it it deals with consistency because i know a lot of us we struggle with that you know we we think oh no ain't nobody listening to us or don't nobody want to hear what we say gotta say and and we start talking ourselves out of pursuing a lot of things that that is in us right the book or the spoken word or the art or what the acting whatever it is that is in your heart to pursue but this ambition they gonna love me for my ambition they gonna love me because i continue pushing through i continue going despite all the obstacles that came for me Right, all the all the all the hurdles that I had to jump over, they gonna love you. They gonna love you because you pushed through all of it, and still came out on top, and still and still went after what you know belonged to you. Right. So I I look at this podcast and I look at other podcasts too. I listen to them, and it really disappoints me um, when I see people fall off. You know. For example, I'm going to use the podcast thing because there's a lot of podcasts out there and I listen to a handful of them. I, I, I make sure I listen to a handful of them. Um, the main ones, you know, not even, not the big ones. That's all, you know, the ESPN and then all that everybody else listen to. I'm listening to the ones that that's under the radar, you know, the 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 ones that my my friends, my my IG friends and whatnot. I'll just say whatnot. I'm gonna rip my tongue out. Why did I say whatnot? I hate that word. Whatever. So all those podcasts that all those people are creating, that's what I listen to. And and when I don't hear one for a while, I start I start wondering, like, man, what happened? You know, what happened to that consistency? Because I have like four or five podcasts that I listen to on rotation. Right? And then when one doesn't come out for like weeks at a time then that one gets replaced because i'm like oh i hope everything's all right but but the time that i have to listen to other podcasts is really small you know but i make sure i hit them even though they're long or or even short whatever i make sure i hit them each week but then when one podcast drops off then that that that's that slot gets filled with another podcast right and so it's, it becomes a balancing act of, of juggling podcasts and then weeks go by and all of a sudden now the podcast comes back but at that time i don't know about y'all but like i said i don't have a limited amount of time so it's hard for that podcast to to find itself back into the rotation because it's just a lack of time at that point 
and I noticed this on my own show, right? I, I have like in the beginning it was it was like sixty something listeners, you know, but then I, I stopped for like three weeks straight, and then when I came back, it was like now I got like twenty, you know. There, I, I lost like literally half of the people that listen because I didn't have that consistency, you know. I didn't keep I didn't keep going through. I didn't let them know, yo, I this I'm gonna be out for a couple weeks, blah blah blah. Like I just left. And, and like, I don't, they, I'm thinking they're like me because when certain podcasts or people that I expect to be consistent with their gift, when they just fall off, then, then I'm not, I'm, I don't know how to put it back into the rotation. You know, I don't know how to do that. And so they get, they get lost and then the views and the listens are down and then you get discouraged and then it's like, why am I doing this? And nobody listened. I lost it. Now, and then, then you start talking yourself out of it. And then it's like, Oh, now you, now you, now you're going to quit. Now you're not going to do it no more. And it's like, if we get in front of that from the beginning and we, and we understand that we have to remain consistent from the jump. Like, even if we, even if you put out a pod that's like five minutes long, 10 minutes long, just put it out. You know what I'm saying? You have to be consistent. If you say, I'm going to give the people a, a spoken word piece every week and then you do it for three weeks and then you stop like you, the people are expecting that, you know, they're expecting it to you. They're expecting you to keep your word. And then when you don't keep your word, then it becomes harder to, to get those people back. You know, it, it becomes harder to get get that that support that you had before because they like if you're not believing in yourself if you're not staying consistent with your with your gift then why why am i gonna give myself to you why am i gonna give my time or my energy my money my this this and that to you because you're not even you're not even being consistent with it on your end and so yeah this one this one is 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 needed this one is tough to swallow because now we gotta examine ourselves now we gotta look at, at what we've been saying that we're going to do on paper and and seeing if we have actually done it we have to hold ourselves accountable and if if you don't hold yourself accountable then then what then, then you you that's why it says your, your greatest enemy is your inner me right because you're the only one that's gonna hold yourself back yeah we got stuff going on we got we got family we got this we got that we got that and i get it you know but like i said you have to be consistent. Don't don't set yourself up for failure. If you know you can't do a, a new spoken word piece every week or you can't write a new poem every day or you can't do then don't set yourself up for failure. Start slow. Like start with something low. Like, all right, I'm going to give y'all one new piece every two weeks. Right. One new piece every two weeks. That's 14 days to write one new piece. And, and you just do that. You start low. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't start high. You don't put too much on your plate right off the top you know what i'm saying you gotta you gotta you gotta work up to that so if you if you come out with a podcast all right i'm gonna do this bi-weekly you know i'm gonna do this once a month i'm gonna do it just you know when you set that expectation boom that's where it's at just don't don't go under that expectation it's okay to exceed it but once you start exceeding that expectation then you gonna it's they you didn't you didn't set a new one now they're gonna expect you to continue with that you know what i'm saying so the consistency if if okay so it was this saying a water cuts through rock not because of power but because of its consistency like you can do a lot if you just remain consistent 
You know, if you say I'm going to read every day, just read. If you say I'm going to write every day, just write. And you be consistent with it. And then you look back at where you started and you like, man, you just did. You were consistent every day. And, and, and now look what you've done. Now look what you've accomplished. Right. That's how that's how everything falls apart in the beginning. A lack of consistency. You lack the consistency to be considered a king like that. And that's the real that's the realest line I ever wrote for myself. You lack the consistency to be considered a king. I want all this stuff, but I ain't taking myself seriously. I ain't even taking myself seriously. And then I get mad at other people for not taking me seriously. Right. How did that? How did that work? How, how we do that? How we come up with that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got to be consistent with ourselves. We got to hold ourselves accountable with, with our passions, with our dreams and, 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 and move and, and go forward from that. Because if you don't do that, then you can't expect other people to do that. You can't expect other people to show love. And then you can't get mad when they don't show love because you haven't been consistent. Like, stop. You got to stop. You, you got to set a goal, an, an attainable goal, uh, a, a legit goal, um, and go for it. You know what I'm saying? Don't set yourself up for failure. But this whole song right here, Ambition, man. <laughs> Oh, it is a cuss word, sorry. But y'all really talking? No, we ain't gonna say that part. You know, you really gonna feel it. Uh. So yeah, that's all I really had to say. Um, that's all I had to say about that. Y'all, we gotta be consistent though. Um, consistency will lead us to where we need to be. And I ain't try to rhyme, but you know, when you're a writer, I guess it just happens. <laughs> We just ride accidentally. But I got the shout outs coming next. Um, I'm sorry if I was too abrasive. Is that, a, is that abrasive? I don't even know. Whatever. But this, this stretches across not just spoken word, not just poetry, not just writing, but in all areas of, of your life. Um, if you want great things, then you have to be consistent with little things in the beginning. And even when you don't feel like it, it's been many days where I don't feel like recording a podcast. It's been many days where I don't feel like promoting the mag, the magazine. I don't feel like doing this. And why? Because I just, I'm, I get burnt out, you know. But consistency is what's going to do it. Like, if, you, if you're if you consistent, people are going to notice you. People are going to notice what you're doing. And just just imagine all the things that, that you've lost or you could have had if you just remained consistent. You know, it's just that's where it starts. Your your passion, it starts there, and then and then the the consistency is what carries that flame, is what fans that flame. So just be consistent, y'all. Um, and yeah, that's it. Like I said, I'm trash at at, at transition, so I'm gonna cut out, and now I'm gonna come right back. the shout outs um shout out to all the contestants of the ink magazine cover of the contest 
y'all are doing your thing um please go to the instagram page and check out who we have up now uh kwanzaria is up and her poem is awesome so y'all go go double tap it and uh and help her and help her be the winner of the cover contest or help somebody else be the winner of the cover contest we got two more contestants the show the show the the the, the contest ends next week so we'll have a winner by then so y'all stay tuned to see who won that if you missed out on it then shame on you shame on you all the shame in the world on your face put it on your face that's where the shame is um you probably eat hard shell tacos too but shout out to shout out to the, the contestants and let me see shout out to big mike on the ethically ethically immoral podcast he gave me a shout out on some show that he went on like a couple weeks ago and uh mentioned the contest so thank you thank you for that big homie and let me see i think i think that's it is that it really uh be jezzle uh brown goddess uh shout out to you shout out to t as always shout out to um oh drizzle shout out to drizzle G. she not on ig no more um but she got a book coming out i'm gonna look it up too because it was on it was on facebook uh but it's not out yet but um uh let me see oh wait i don't think she told me to tell you, to say the name oh no she did okay so uh, cerebral hurricanes that's what the that's what the title of the book is called uh poetic i can't read this one poetic all right let me just click on poetic memoir of mental rediscovery so yeah she's real big on mental health and everything and i know that poem other poem that book is going to be amazing because she's an amazing writer and she's an amazing supporter and she's just an amazing all-around person so y'all show some leave show some leave so show some trees and leave now show some love to her um she has her her youtube page where she puts poetry on there regularly and it's dream the poet so look up dream the poet on on youtube and connect with her she's a great person to know uh great inspiration as well so let me see the ink magazine please read the the issue for january it is probably my favorite issue gwendolyn brooks that was my definitely my favorite from the grave interview um it was great i just love it like i just i just love her she's amazing she's an amazing poet and my daughter's birthday is on the 6th of this month february she's turning the big eight shout out to you nolani my big girl i love you so much with your smart self she's like the smartest little girl matter of fact you know what i I think i think i'm going to have her on the podcast next week she's gonna i think she's gonna interview me i'm thinking i'm kicking that around in my head i've been doing that for about a day or two um and i think it's gonna happen uh she's she's very well spoken and i might try to get her to do some poetry because she writes poetry so yeah I might, I might, I don't know. Don't hold me to it, but we'll see next week. Might be a surprise. <sighs> Let me see. I think that's going to be it. I think that is going to be it. Um, Profane and Profound Podcast. Y'all trash. And y'all will always be trash. <laughs> Warwick. Y'all seen this video of War, 
Facebook, these people called Warack. They like this rap group. It's like four white dudes and it's like pure comedy. And I know they I know they just playing, you know what I'm saying, trying to be funny. But it's it's really funny though. But yeah, my friend just tagged me in one of the videos on Facebook. Uh let me see. I think that's gonna that's gonna do it. I think that's gonna do it. Y'all go to the book, but y'all go to the profane profound news on on Instagram and tell them how trash they are because it's a war, right? Because we really got beef. So I need y'all to show that y'all repping me and, and go to their page and, and talk trash to them because they trash. Mr. Uh, Lumpyhead and Funny Face, they trash. So <laughs> I, I really like them though. They, they, that, that's my family, literally, but they still trash. Um, they they trash my group, my Facebook group, and everything. But outside of that, I think that's gonna be do. That's gonna do it. Uh, we gotta stop eating them hard shell tacos unless you have teeth built for that. And if you have teeth built for that, then you're an alien and you're a monster, and you need to be tranquilized and put to sleep. And I mean it because who eats hard shell tacos? Who does that? Why on God's green earth would you eat hard shell tacos? This is this is dumb. That's just dumb. Like why would you choose to eat rocks instead of marshmallows? Like you that's that's basically what you're doing right now. You're eating rocks instead of marshmallows. You need to you need to you need to really analyze your priorities and get your life together because I think it's probably a sin to eat hard shell tacos. I think you're sinning. Matter of fact, you are sinning. If you eat hard shell tacos, you're a sinner. <laughs> you, it's fam. It's in Fourth Corinthians, chapter six and fifty-four. Do not eat hard shell tacos, thus says the Lord. So it's in there. Go read it. Fourth Corinthians, three and thirty-six. The fourth one. <laughs> Go read that. Uh, but that's gonna do it. Thank y'all for rocking with me for number forty. We middle-aged right now. We middle-aged podcast. Episode number 40. Um, thank y'all for rocking. And as always, please wash your filthy hands. <laughs>